This is One Ogden. I'm John Miles. Steven Van Wagener cares about creating opportunities for kids to play sports. He's the president of Ogden Soccer, a nonprofit youth soccer club, and he's leading the push for Ogden City to include more usable park space in their development plans. So Ogden Soccer is a local nonprofit organization that was incorporated in 2018 to serve the youth of Ogden and the greater area. Now, uh, soccer and the many levels of soccer and youth soccer in the United States can kind of get a little bit confusing. Yeah. So to, to simplify it, uh, let me start at the top. Top level is U.S. soccer. Below U.S. soccer is U.S. youth soccer. Mm -hmm. And then within U.S. youth soccer, there are state organizations such as Utah Youth Soccer Association. Within Utah's Youth Soccer Association, that represents, uh, last, last time I checked, about 60,000 kids in the state of Utah. There are several clubs within Utah, UYSA, the acronym UYSA, um, that participate at the local level, and those are called clubs. And so Ogden Soccer is a local club to serve the youth under a larger umbrella so that way we can have all of the national benefit without the national costs. Okay. And so many of us were part of a national organization uh, and provided youth soccer for over a decade here in Ogden. Mm -hmm. And what we found is we continually ran into the obstacle of trying to serve our local youth with the highest trained coaches, but at the same time, uh, keeping the f uh, focus of funding local. And so we ran into an obstacle where we were sending about $23,000 a year out of the state for our players here in Ogden, Utah, just to play soccer. Uh -huh. We said there's got to be a better way. And so uh, we explored different options. And we met some friends with the Utah Youth Soccer Organization uh, Association, and they provided us an opportunity to start our own club locally. Okay. And so by starting our own club locally, the benefit is is now we get to focus 100% on our four core pillars instead of a, a national uh, program and, and their, their wants and needs, which are, may, may align or may not, depending yeah. on timing here in Ogden, Utah. But what we found is instead of sending that money out of state every season right. uh, for, these, for these different national fees, now we get to localize that those funds. And so what we've been able to do here uh, with our 100% with our, uh, volunteer board of directors, we've been able to buy over $20,000 in goal frames and donate those to Ogden. And instead of putting the frames out there and us regulating who uses them, we want everybody to be able to participate in that. Yeah. So Ogden Soccer was, uh, I mentioned the four uh, core pillars. Yeah. Okay. We are player focused. That means that we focus on the player and their development. Okay. And so we focus on building a better human is the end result rather than the, the very best soccer player or the, the next Pele, right? Mm. Um, those come around once in a while, but developing good people that will contribute to our community forever, that's what it's all about. So player focus. Number two, um, train coaches. Train coaches uh, has a different meaning depending on what organization you're, you or club that you participate in. Yeah. For Ogden soccer, that means all of our volunteer coaches, all of our coaches are 100% volunteer. 
And so they have the number one ingredient that we require, which is you have to care. So we not only are, are able to encapsulate that with our core pillar of trained coaches, but we utilize the U.S. soccer framework for training. So that is basically the highest training in the nation being given to our Ogden coaches at all levels. Huh. At all levels, from from our youngest players to our oldest players, all have U.S. soccer trained coaches. Uh, we have over nine D licensed coaches, and I am a, a C licensed coach. Yeah. So for us to have that many highly trained coaches in our organization is uh, a beautiful accomplishment. Yeah. And it, it goes back to our four core principles, right? The third one is community focus. Community focus means that it doesn't just stop after practice it doesn't just stop at the end of the game our involvement in some of our youth lives trail into their families yeah. helping helping after school uh, helping with carpool uh, helping sometimes with meals uh, helping we, we've scholarshiped we scholarshiped over 150 players oh, wow. last last year to play soccer and and that, that that where we've where we've only got about you know a thousand players in our program. That's, yeah, that that's sounds a, huge. It's, it is a huge number. It's a huge number. But that shows you how many kids can be touched by community focus, mm. right? It's just as important for our coaches as it is for our kids to be involved in that community element, coming together at our parks, coming together in a positive environment, which is our fourth core pillar a positive environment the old school way is you yell 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 at your stu at your uh, players and expect positive results right and that's not a positive environment um, in Ogden soccer kids that had quit soccer quit participating in their community found the love of community and soccer once again in Ogden soccer mm. and it's because of that positive environment so putting those four core principles together leads us to a model that we think best serves Ogden. And it's not a it's not a five-year plan. It's a 99-year plan. Ogden soccer is going to be around long after I'm gone. That's for sure. Yeah, that's cool. So within a club, you have all age ranges? Yeah, so we start at three years old, and then we work our way up to 18-year-olds. In our youth programming, we, we, we only have nine teams that keep score for the competitive side. And to see that six of our nine finished in the top two, that is an incredible achievement for our community. And it's a first for Ogden. People have asked me, Steve, how is that possible? You guys don't pay your coaches. You guys have the lowest comp fees in the state. You guys provide uniforms, you provide referee fees, everything's included in your fees. Wow. How is it possible that you have six comp teams finish in the top two? And it's really simple. The diversity of our teams is what sets Ogden apart from every other community. Huh. We travel throughout the state of Utah. We'll have tr teams going to Minnesota next year with Ogden across the front and representing our community. And it's due to the diversity in our teams. Um, there's a growing, if you've got kids, you, you feel the pressure of pay to play activities. And there is this, I, I, I think, a, a misconception that you have to pay a high price in order to get a, a higher value. Yeah. And Ogden Soccer is showing that you can get a high value for a fair price. We, we charge costs. Um, 
we're a nonprofit, and the way that we run our nonprofit is we're we're all volunteers. There's no there's nobody paid in our organization uh, except our referees. Referees wow. they do get compensated. Everybody else is wholehearted involved as a somebody who cares. Uh, that seems like it would be hard to maintain. It's a challenge. It's a challenge, especially as national economics, uh, everything has changed. And so although Utah is always had pride in community, volunteerism and giving back, Ogden, I would say, leads the state of Utah in that category uh, because we've got some phenomenal people in our community. And our biggest asset is our people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... Who do you play? Like, I've heard that RSL has, like, their youth teams. Is it, like, those teams? Uh, Ogden Soccer plays RSL. We play La Roca. We play Wasatch. We play Avalanche. Yeah, that's the part. Like, when I was young, I feel like it was all AYSO, and that's all I knew. So this whole world is, I'm just, like, starting to learn about it all. It's opened up. It definitely has opened up. And so when for, for most of us uh, that are probably over the age of 30, AYSO really was all that there, there was for many of us for, for a long time. And they really served a niche really well. And so mm-hmm. at one, one point in time, they boasted over a million players. Um, they've retracted to somewhere around 300,000 players na- nationwide. And uh, I don't know if it's as nimble as the clubs that you have seen pop up and serve communities so if we want the highly diverse teams we can't have to pay two thousand dollars plus a year for soccer and that's the, that's where some of these clubs start right yeah. two to two thousand works our way up to five thousand real quick it just seems like it's a little unbalanced yeah. so ogden soccer provides that same experience for less than six hundred dollars a year wow our uniforms are included in that plus yeah, we, we, we've done something that's it's actually really difficult for us to do, and we work with St. Paul's, and we rent their gym from 4.30 to 8.30, Monday through Friday, all winter long, so that way the kids of Ogden Soccer have a free, open gym. We started that last year, and we took it. It was a big risk. It was a big financial uh, commitment for us, and we did it last year as a test, and uh-huh. we found that was overwhelmingly successful. And so we've tried to reach out to the schools and we've, we would like to see all of Ogden schools open up their gyms. Yeah. Uh, we have, well, I I understand the school district's point of view. They, they have limited, uh, employees to be able to put at these gyms. So I grew up poor in a single mother situation and if it wasn't for coaches along the way, or if it wasn't for open gyms or, or the baseball diamond that had lights on it that I spent my summers out, I'd stay there till they turned off the lights. Yeah. And thank goodness for that community, right? We need more of that here in Ogden. And to see where we see chain link going up around our school properties... It seems adverse to community, right? Mm-hmm. But I do see it from the school district's point of view that there's a liability involved, right? For them to open up their gyms means that they have to have an employee there to uh, be on site. So what Ogden Soccer did is we said, well, what if we provide you volunteers? And we worked under, we have a $5 million insurance policy. What if we worked under that and you open up the gyms and, and we we work with the Golden Senior Center up here and maybe they would want to come out and, and work with our volunteer organization and give them something to do. It would be good for mental health for the kids, the community, the elders, everybody all the way around. Yeah. So we'd love to see something like that where... Nonprofit organizations like ourselves weren't having to pay, you know, $17,000 a winter in order to have an open gym so kids could have something to do. 
We need to have open gyms. It's not just a soccer thing. Uh, You know, my children are involved in basketball and players on, but I coach are involved in several other sports and it's, it's a space thing everywhere. Yeah. It's a, you know, making, making spaces for our people is becoming uh, a challenge. So during warm weather, you guys practice like at the parks and you just have to schedule it out through parks and rec? So parks is, uh, is a great topic right now. It's actually a, a community hot topic. Yes, we, for the last oh, decade, we basically send a block to our city recreation department. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ogden's a little bit different. We don't have a parks and rec department. We have a parks and cemetery department. And we have a recreation department. I didn't realize that. Most people don't. It's a little odd and it it causes some confusion at times because you're not sure which chief you're supposed to talk to. And so we send over our calendar for the season. And we send that over to the recreation department, parks department, recreation department. And they work together. Then they get back to us and (laughs) they let us know if that's okay or not. And then uh, we coordinate when to drop the frames. And it's a great partnership. Our parks are under huge load. So a lot of folks don't know that Ogden soccer is one of a handful of clubs that Mm. service the Ogden area. Ogden soccer is the only club that is headquartered in Ogden, the only club that has a city business license in Ogden, um, the only club that donates as much as we do. No other club even comes close. The only club that, that, that provides the scholarships uh, to the kids of Ogden, but there are several clubs that utilize space in Ogden. There are, I believe, currently three organizations that work directly with Ogden Parks Rec's department. However, there are at least a half a dozen organizations that utilize the fields for practicing. So in Ogden, which is different from a lot of communities, it's a first-come, first-serve and other cities and other clubs from other cities know this. So guess where they all come to practice? They all come to Ogden to practice because it's first come, first serve. So it's a challenge because on Monday through Friday at any one of our parks throughout our community, you're going to find that there is limited space to actually hold a practice. Our game fields are practiced on heavily, which trashes our, our game fields. We have a growing population here in Ogden. We have a master plan that in 2018, our city identified a shortage of 20 acres in 2019 in Ordinance 2019-46-48. They adopted a plan that basically says that they are 20 acres deficient of usable park space in 2019. Hmm. And it says by 2023, they're going to need to fill that 20 acres. We have a nine soccer field deficiency as of 2019. Mm -hmm. And here we are in 2023. Guess what date the plan says that we need the 20 acres by? 2023. (laughs) All right. We are out of park space. Their words to us, quote unquote, maxed out. We are at scheduling capacity. If our community's maxed out, who doesn't get to play soccer? The ones that were scholarshipping or the ones that are paying for the paying to play? Yeah. It, it, that's why it's such a challenge is that while, while we're continuing to build subdivisions for the purpose of broadening our tax base, mm-hmm. we're actually placing a use tax on our youngest kids and sometimes the most needed yeah. because as as the pay-to-play atmosphere continues to grow, without that space, without public space for our kids to have their home games, 
the only kids that are going to get to play are the ones that pay. Yeah. So since then, we have identified Ogden School District properties. We've met with Ogden School District, and we've identified some properties. Uh, We then went to Ogden City back in April and said, hey, what if you guys put together the same kind of arrangement that you did at Mount Lewis? It was Ogden School District property. Ogden City signed a use agreement. Ogden School District transferred the use for the, for, uh, the expansion of a park. Mm. So at the old elementary school that got bulldozed, there is a park expansion there, which made the small Ron Clare Park, all of about four and a half acres, it now turned it into about a nine acre total park. Smart. Yeah. Costs no money. And I get bright eye like, oh my goodness, could we do this at, at Grandview Elementary? I get to Ogden City and they say, hey, you're butting in our business here. There's, there's, there's other talks and other plans over there at, this, uh-huh. at that property. And then I'm reading, uh, my kids attend Ogden School District, I'm reading their email on September 15th. And I see in the email that the school district has decided that three properties have been deemed surplus properties. Oh. And now they're going to sell these properties. That's great. That's great. Okay. For the school district, uh-huh. that's not good for what I wanted. I didn't want to see the taxpayers have to buy these properties because at one point in time, through property tax, the school district already purchased these properties. The taxpayers have already paid for them. Right. So I didn't want to see the taxpayers have to pay again for these properties if they're going to be used for park space. Well, I start making my calls and find out. Basically, this Utah statute says that the school district, once they declare surplus, then they have to be sold. It's no longer a transfer agreement. And there's only two entities that are qualified to buy these properties, Weber County or Ogden City. So Weber County has no interest in purchasing these properties. So I pursue Ogden City. And and working through Ogden City and this council, go there on October 4th uh, and say, hey, there's these opportunities for us to expand our parks. And did you all know about this? Nobody knew about it. The, the administration knew about it, uh-huh. but the city council didn't know about it. Yeah. And so they were being put into this rush situation where it was make a decision to develop these properties, no yeah. other option. Yeah. Without- and, and what we did was with the citizens and attending city council meetings, we were able to get the resolution changed in December, which got adopted by city council that provided the opportunity for Ogden City to buy all three properties, Grandview, Lynn, and North Jackson, from Ogden School District, and it wasn't going to be tied to any development dollars. So that means now the city council just got 90 days more, right? Because they were only given about 21 days to make a $4 million decision. Mm -hmm. Um, So now they have 90 days to explore this with a little bit more uh, detail, with a little bit more input from the community on what really wants to go there. And the community has let let the city council know, we don't want to see any subdivisions. In fact, the only people that want to see subdivisions at these properties are councilman hire, And the mayor's office, Uh, Ogden School District, would also like to see homes built because then Ogden School District gets to capture 
property tax in perpetuity. Yeah. So President Zundel said, you know, she told me, oh, Steve, we wish we could have developed those properties. We would love to develop the properties. And and my uh, comment back to her was, I, I didn't know the school district's focus was property development. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Focus, don't you have a charter? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so coming up here in February, the city council is going to have to make a decision. They have been, t- the city council has tasked the administration with providing them an opportunity to basically vote either direction. Yeah. Uh, we, we had, it was standing room only for a city council meeting in December, um, packed with Ogden soccer uniforms, kids, adults, nice. coaches. I, I'm, I'm hopeful that our city council and our city administration can come together and, and, and use this opportunity to do something monumental. If anybody's listening can uh, can jump on and, and support the survey, uh, that would be great. Uh, we've got a new su- uh, website, it's anparks.org that is supporting all things parks and it's also gonna be tracking our uh, elected officials and making sure that, that what they're saying and how they're voting matches up and uh, appreciate your support. Yeah, that's great. And I feel like I've kind of mentioned to a couple of people before this conversation that we were going to talk about open spaces. And they're kind of like, Ogden has trails, we've got a mountain, we've got the rivers, like there's open space all over. Yeah, John, that's that's a valid point, right? I mean, we look around, you look up northeast, west, south, and you can find open space. But I can get up on the trails. I can, oh, yeah, I can yeah. go I can go up and I and I can I can go run 3 miles on the Bonneville Trail with my dog. I I'm not thinking about all of us that have the accessibility to those trails and to that open space and to the rivers. I'm thinking more about my elderly community and my handicapped community that doesn't have that same access. Where do they get to take their dog? I think what we all have to do at times is not only look at it through our lens, but look at it through others. Yeah. And so although Ogden does phenomenal on our ratings of open space, we actually don't do very well at all on our ratings for usable park space. I think the LOS score for open space is somewhere around seven. Our usable space was around three. Now it's closer to two. Wow. That means for every 1,000 residents, we have two acres of park space. And what our city plan says, for us to be a healthy community, we need a minimum of three. And we've dropped below that. So as our population grows to keep up with this LOS standard, we have to uh, be acquiring space simultaneously to building and yeah. that we're not doing yeah um and so you've got grandview park it's about four acres and then you've got grandview elementary which is about five acres and you put it together now you have nine acres of mm-hmm. usable park including the parking so none of uh, uh very few of our parks in ogden have on-site parking Okay, so so think about that. You go to Mount Ogden Park, and the golf course has the parking lot. The pickleball court course has the parking lot. And then you have, let's say, four soccer games going on. Mm-hmm. Each soccer game needs about 40, 40 stalls per game. Right, and the streets and are just lined up. And the streets are just lined up. Yeah. Do you think you're a happy citizen living next to a park when you've got all these people parked in front of your houses? No. No. I used to live right near Mount Ogden Park. I hated it. You hated it. Everybody hates it. Yeah. Is that fair? Is that fair for, I'm just going to call him Dave, 
who uh, lives up next to Mount Arnold. Would Dave come out and there's people parked on the red curb in front of his house? No, yeah. it's and not just fair. walking in the street, constantly. just walking, balls getting kicked, <laughs> and that puts a burden on the community members and the citizens that live next to the park. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we need to do better in a comprehensive park system plan. You know, and this, this is where Grandview really ties into it. Because if we take Grandview, we take a small little, hardly, hardly usable park of about four acres, one soccer field capability, no parking at all, but let's add the elementary site to it. Now we have nearly 10 acres of usable space with a parking already on site. I hear folks say, oh, let's just kick the can down the road for a little bit on these parks and let's build a soccer complex later. Mm. Uh, A soccer complex is a minimum of 40 acres. Where do we have that kind of acreage in Ogden? We don't. We've been presented a blessing with these old elementary sites connected to our city parks, a need for city park expansion, and it just so happens we have vacant land teed up ready for us to adopt. Yeah. Well, and there's another point I've heard you make that, you know, these park spaces are also opportunities for revenue for the city. Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So so to host a soccer tournament, which brings in a substantial amount of revenue for our hotels, for our restaurants, for our retailers, for everybody, you need a, a certain amount of soccer fields available. Mm-hmm. We host a soccer tournament in Ogden. Uh, Ogden Peaks is hosted through UYSA here in Ogden. It's number one challenge is space. That tournament will never be able to grow to the to the size of other tournaments in the state because we don't have the fields. Mm. So I met with uh, a young lady this morning, and she, her her whole her whole functioning job is going out, meeting recreational, marketing, and the biggest challenge for them is space. Really? So they have better economic numbers than I could possibly ever get my hands on. But that that's that's one portion of it, is is attracting um, tournaments and, and, and people to come to our community. And that, that I think... I think that we all drive around Ogden right now. We see the four or five story, you know, projects. And as we're building these um, homes for people that don't have backyards, that don't have patches of grass for their dogs, that don't have patches of grass for their kids to go throw the ball around, parks are going to become even more of a necessity. Great point. And so you say that you've talked to at least a few of the city council members about it and they've been pretty supportive. Councilman Lopez heard me. He took the opportunity to meet and really understand what I was talking about. Uh, He got uh, Councilman Nadolski involved. And Councilman Nadolski as chair in 2022 and Mm. Lopez as co-chair, they were fundamental in the rewrite of the resolution that Mm. included Grandview. Otherwise, Grandview would have already gone, been sold to a developer back in December. And so those two see, they see the value. They, they, They get it. Have you been able to talk to the mayor about it? I've tried to talk to the mayor about it. I haven't really been able to connect with the mayor directly on it. Yeah. I've called. I've sent emails. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, uh, you know, stopped shy of harassing the heck out of the guy. <laughs> and I, I, I know he's busy, but I don't feel that we're getting the same intensity of planning putting into a parks plan that we are into a subdivision plan and and i guess that's what i'd ask for from from the mayor if i could get him get his time is say can you please put the same amount of energy manpower and time into a solid parks plan that you are in the condo or the subdivision plan yeah it's so much more fun to cut a ribbon 
at a at a new development than it is a soccer field. You know, <laughs> it could be pretty fun to cut a ribbon at a soccer field. I much rather. Yeah, I right, much rather. Right. Yeah. So if people want to get on board and support this, you'd encourage them to talk to the city council members, leave messages for the mayor. Is there a way to phrase that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what we need everybody to do is send an email to citycouncil at ogdencity.com, mayor at ogdencity.com and mj at ogdencity.com, which that? is Mark Johnson, ah. the city administration officer. Yeah. Now give all of them an email as well as follow up with them uh, by phone and let them know that we as a community want all three Ogden school district sites purchased for the use of park space. Simple as that. Simple as that. And then also, we're gonna, we're, we're, there's going to be a big push for a city council meeting where we all need to show up. Most of the time, once it gets to the city council meeting, I think often decisions are already made up in their mind. And we're, we just got to go through the processes. So it's important to not only put the pressure on them up front, letting them know what your thoughts are as a citizen, but also uh, being at the council meetings so that they can see you as a body. And kind of what they do is they say, if there's one person here, there's 20 or 30 more that couldn't show up tonight. Right. So, and is um, like, are you using social media to let people know when these meetings are coming up? Yeah, yeah. So we've been using um, Ogden Soccer. We we started the initiative, right? Yeah. Uh, we've now handed that off to nparks.org, and they're going to pick up and help us with the uh, with the next uh, push and the phase. Mm. And it's gonna be and it's gonna be a continual push. I mean, these three properties is not the endpoint. This is just the beginning. We need to identify another 32 acres. We've got Taylor Elementary that's potentially looking at uh, being built into a subdivision. Uh, we've got uh, Bonneville Elementary that's evidently going to be bulldozed. Uh, is that going to be a subdivision or do we want parks at those locations? So mm. this is just the beginning in our efforts to enhance and protect our, our park space. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're looking for us on social media, go to uh, just Google Ogden Soccer and you can find our Facebook page. You can find updates there. And then uh, we'll be sending out email in regards to annparks.org. And um, you can, of, of course, jump on there. And can people join the soccer club any time of the year? Any time of the year. Ogden Soccer has open registration, so you can register. We've got we've got kids that have signed up today. Brittany, our club administrator, uh, Brittany's the one who basically holds it all together. She's amazing. She's registering kids. She's getting coaches squared away. She's getting tournament schedules ready. It's uh, nice. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. If you want more information about the soccer club, look for us at ogdensoccer.com. Nice. All right. Thanks a lot, Steve. I appreciate it. Right on, John. This has been fun. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Hey, if you like the interviews we're doing, maybe tell some friends. Also, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.